Everybody and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host Michael Booth, and I am doing this. It's a solo episode. Doing this on my own today. Uh, this is coming out on my birthday, which is exciting. You know, I'm gonna be 28 years old. Well, today technically be 28 years old, which is an interesting age to think about because. It's just, you know, the 20s are coming to an end for me, which, you know, I felt like I've matured and kind of became a responsible adult over the past few years. At least I like to think so. But the closer you get to 30, the closer you're like, I really do actually need to be a responsible adult. (laughs) And yeah, it's just interesting to think about. Also, you know, when you guys are listening to this, it'll be the end of my tolerance break from weed. I took a, it'll be 86 days without smoking any weed, which is cool. It's a cool accomplishment. I I wasn't like, I'm not like, I don't want this to come off sounding bad. Like I have like a, like a problem with weed. I don't think I do. I just was getting to a point where it was kind of costing a little bit too much than I would like for me to, to get high. Like I would have to smoke a little bit more then I think I should to get that feeling. So I just wanted to take a break, kind of let my body reset so that, you know, it only takes a, it only take a few hits, um, to, you know, to get high, which will be nice. I'll be a cheap, uh, I'll be a, a lightweight or a cheap smoker, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm excited about that. It's going to be fun. It's, uh, the last time I did this was a few years ago when I was trying to pass a drug test for a job. I stopped smoking for about the same amount of time. And that first time back smoking, I got so ripped. It was, it was fun. So I'm excited about that. And yeah, excited about the birthday. Um, it's funny, like the month of November, I feel like is so disrespected uh, in general, you know, with with the holidays coming up soon. I feel like we just skip over Thanksgiving and there's no real, there's no real decorations for Thanksgiving. It's kind of just like leftover. You ever notice it's just like leftover Halloween stuff. Like you just kind of take down the webbing, but leave like the pumpkin and the corn stalks and it's just like farm stuff (laughs) on people's door. The people that do decide to decorate for Thanksgiving, you know, it's just kind of like, more pumpkins, like, you know, uh, decorative fake vegetables in a basket on your, on your table. I don't know. I don't know how people decorate for things. Maybe that, maybe that's why we skipped to Christmas. We're like, there's no decorations. There needs to be more Thanksgiving decorations, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for Thanksgiving as well. I'm going to be watching my friend's dog uh, Napoleon, the French bulldog. I, as my old roommate when I moved to California. So I spent a lot of time with, uh, with his dog. So I'm excited to hang out with him and just chill out 
and have a good, you know, weekend taking the dog for walks and stuff. Um, so that'll be fun. I, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about this kind of funny story that reminded me of, reminded me of my time in the food service industry and just how kind of mentally draining it could be and how you're kind of on autopilot. I was going to Bagel Bakery, shout out Bagel Bakery in Sand City. I was going there to get a bagel in the morning and get a coffee, which is kind of, I like to do that, you know, on Sundays or, and just, it feels like a good, good way to start the day. Uh, pulled up, ordered my bagel and she, you know, in the speaker in the drive-thru, she's like, Hey, can you wear your mask when you get to the window? I'm like, no problem. Put my mask on. And then she comes up and I'm at the window and she goes, can you put your mask on please? And I thought she might've been talking to the car behind me, but there was nobody behind me. So I looked over, I like touched my face and then looked back at her. And then she realized what she had said and we both just laughed really hard. And I could just tell she was kind of, you know, going through it. She was probably maybe one of the few people working and it seemed it seemed maybe like a busy morning. I don't know, but I just thought it was funny. And it just reminded me of those times that, you know, it's so repetitive. The things you say when you're taking orders all day that you just kind of get on autopilot and you are just repeating the same stuff. And then she did, (laughs) she handed me my bagel. I paid for it. And then she said, is your order complete? And there was still nobody behind me. So I just said, yeah. And then she laughed again and and I just thought it was funny I felt really bad (laughs) wanted to apologize I was like I shouldn't even be ordering this bagel this woman's going through it this morning I I I just kind of felt bad um but (laughs) yeah just brought me back to those days of being in a drive-thru taking orders and you know heart goes out to you if you're if you're working in the food service industry right now it's I know that it's it's probably a little more hectic having to with COVID and everything. So, you know, just thinking about you. Um, I wanted to talk about I want to talk about a few things today. I got I got some responses. I posted a thing about some topics. You know, people wanted me to talk if I had any topics I should cover for this episode, and one of them that. Somebody said that actually is something I'm trying to do right now myself is how to bounce back from, you know, not working out and how to get back into the swing of things. And that's a good question because it is tough. It is hard to, it's hard to, first of all, it's hard to get a good routine going in the first place. And then especially once you kind of lose that rhythm and you know, try to get back into it. It's just, it's just a lot of, uh, just a lot of mental stuff. And, you know, my advice to anybody, if I can even give any on this, uh, you know, I, a few years ago, I got into a really good routine. I lost a lot of weight and got into really good shape. And, uh, the, the mentality that I had at that time was to just, do something each day to not 
to not try and be a perfectionist. I think that's where the struggle comes from is trying to be trying to be a perfectionist and trying to be like perfect or whatever you want like <laughs> perfectionist and trying to be perfect is the same thing what the fuck <laughs> uh no but just trying to like do like the most extreme workout you can right away and then to try and do that every day and to try to just like go full steam I think that it's tougher to do that than it is to just do something that day and to just focus on the fact that you're trying to get into a rhythm instead of the amount of workout that you're doing. Like right now, you know, for me, I'm trying to get back into it myself. So one thing that I'm doing to kind of focus my energy is to just just the goal to be to work out that day, no matter what it is whether it's going for a run, you know, just jump roping outside, you know, working out at, at home, you know, doing some kettlebell stuff, you know, doing some body weight workouts, just trying to do something to just build that, to build that muscle, you know, build those muscles, but to just build that, you know, repetition and to kind of build that in your head that you just need to do something. Uh, I think that's a, think that's the key and to not look at other people and look at other people's success or how hard other people work out um and to compare yourself like don't don't compare yourself to other people that have been working out hardcore for a few years and they're doing like crossfit or they're uh they're just jacked like just going hard at the gym um just don't compare yourself to those people and i think that that's the that's the key um at least that's what that's what helped me. You know, I have I have friends that work out really tired hard and I don't I don't necessarily want to ask for their advice because they're in a different position than you are. You know, they're like you got to just really ask yourself instead of asking instead of asking uh, you know other people that have this already built habit and they're just going tough. Just kind of ask yourself like what's a reasonable achievement for today? And then, you know, once you start, once you start doing it and you get back into that rhythm, I think you notice a shift in your mental uh, perspective on working out. You're like, oh, this is just that thing I got to do today. It doesn't seem like this big giant uh, obstacle in your head um, because you just want to be, you think that it's going to happen overnight. It's not like it took me when I was you know, really grinding, really working out before it took me a while to, you know, to lose the weight that I wanted. And it's not only just working out, you kind of have to, it's your lifestyle. You have to make a lifestyle shift. So you just have to ask yourself if you're really ready to do that. And also just, you know, have, have some discipline, try to try to formulate that discipline in your head. Cause it sucks. You know, it sucks. You don't want to, there's things that you don't want to do. Or there's, you'd rather just kind of say fuck it and eat the food that you shouldn't eat. I'm guilty of that. Probably shouldn't be going to Bagel Bakery, but, you know, it's Sunday. <laughs> See, excuse right there. So, yeah, and you know, when I was a kid and I was in high school, uh, I just, I had never lifted weights before. And... It was like 10th grade. I started lifting weights like seriously. 
and it's just cool to see that transformation. I think that helps seeing that transformation, seeing the the effect the discipline has. I think that's what helps you get back to it. So yeah, that's my advice for jumping back into working out after you kind of fall off. And I'm trying to take that advice myself and, and just get back to it. I think it helps with a lot of things, uh, energy, mental, uh, health, you know, all that stuff. And that's another topic that somebody else brought up was mental health. Uh, I don't know exactly the topic just said mental health. There was no specifics, but I, I've been going through, I'd say the past month, just adjusting to uh, my new living situation, uh, just life in general. Like I think thinking about my birthday and that, and all that stuff just kind of, it made me feel a little depressed and I noticed I was kind of falling off on, you know, the things I should be doing and I haven't been, you know, I stopped journaling and I think that's a big one that if you kind of stop journaling, if you kind of, if you stop like just getting those things out, you let it build up inside of you. Uh, you know, you're not, I wasn't working out, wasn't journaling, wasn't, uh, you know, writing, uh, comedy at all, just kind of holding it all inside. And I was just kind of in this mental fog. And I think that happens to quite a few of us from time to time, kind of go through these waves of just feeling like nothing's getting better, nothing's changing, but nothing's getting better, nothing's changing because you're not doing anything about it. Or at least that's for me. I just wasn't doing anything about it. And I started journaling again, started working out again this past week, really just kind of taking stock of just the stuff running through my head and just kind of wallowing in my my sadness the past few weeks uh, but I think I'm coming out the other side as I hope some of you are and I think we all kind of go through that and different to different degrees like some of us experience it you know strongly like a little more than others do and it's just about it's just about you know taking take, it's about self-care man like if you're if you're depressed but you're not trying to do anything about it that's a tough space to be in because it all feels so like I said with working out it feels like such a big obstacle but really it's not and really you just got to do the things that you need to do to clear your mind uh, my friend Braden has been talking to me a lot about like meditation and breathing and stuff and it's something that I have trouble doing because I just kind of get restless and I start to just let my mind run even more and I get anxious, but it's it's a challenge, but I'm trying to do that too. I'm trying to just not necessarily like, you know, do like sit in a room and meditate. I'm not trying to do that, but I do it at certain points throughout the day, just breathing, not really meditation, but just breathing. Uh, I think that it's been helping me you know, just, I sit in my car before work, I sit in my, I sit in my room when I get home from the day, just kind of after or before things that I have to do, that I know we're going to be, you know, I'm going to need to be present for, I'm going to need, need to be mentally aware for, I've just been kind of doing what, you know, my friend Braden has been t- 
kind of walk like talking me through just taking those deep breaths relaxing trying to clear my head trying to just calm myself down because I get I mean I deal with anxiety I deal with you know depression just like you know a lot of people do but I think that realizing you're kind of ramping up in your head and you can feel you know, getting tense and stuff I try to breathe to relax myself let go of that and it's been helpful I think I think I've been doing a little bit better with that stuff you know try not to let everything build up in your head and get stressed out about all these different things that you got going on everybody has you know a bunch of life issues that they need to you know worry about and focus on it all seems like a lot and I think it's the phrase that I've been thinking about lately is making mountains out of molehills something I've heard several different times in different ways people say it in different ways but it's true like these are little molehills of problems that you just got to smash down before you mow the lawn (laughs) and you're creating these big giant obstacles in your brain or at least I am that seem like I'll never be able to do it and so I just kind of sit and let it fester in my mind so I've been you know that's some stuff I've been thinking about you know birthday coming up I've been thinking about that I've been thinking about you know just how can I not be stressed out as much as I am because it's all you're all doing it to you know doing it to ourselves you know making mountains out of molehills and I don't it doesn't feel good because it's you talk to your friends and you know I have some friends that are pretty good about kind of calling me out on that and that's always nice you know it's it's great to have friendships where those you know your your friends are actually telling you hey man it's not as big a deal as you're making it like and they kind of help you realize that instead of just uh kind of feeding into it and uh it's nice to have friends that challenge you and i encourage you know those that might be tough moments but that's what friends are for i don't think friends are there to um allow you to feel those to continue to feel that way and to not really help you you know you need i like friends that you know kind of call you out on your shit and hold you accountable and kind of make you see the the bigger picture um so you know shout out to all my friends that do that you know i I love you guys and you know to anybody that is is you know willing to speak up and kind of speak some truth and let you see it doesn't feel good (laughs) it's not like it's not like you're like oh man that was awesome thank you so much you're kind of sitting there realizing that you're wrong and you need to be better and so uh, it's really nice to have friends that do that and yeah I uh, yeah thank you guys for submitting those Uh, there's a few others but those were kind of the ones that I felt like I could actually talk about for a little bit just because of my you know personal kind of those are kind of things that I'm going through right now Um, so thank you for submitting those uh, you know, topics for today. I had some other stuff written down. They're just kind of stories, uh, that I was thinking about and was talking about somebody with, 
and one of them is like my time growing up on growing up on a farm uh i don't know if anybody i mean people that know me from back home and stuff know about this but and family but you know whoever's listening if you're a newer friend or a friend of california you may not know that that i don't i don't really look like it i don't uh i'm not really like the farm type um yeah i grew up on a farm grew up hunting fishing doing all that stuff and there's like images from growing up on the farm that have stuck with me for for i can just they're just so vivid in my mind uh and one of them's got to be this happened to you know several times but like when the when the guy from the the butcher shop would come because we we raised cattle and pigs and chickens and all that good stuff and there would be times where it was time for you know the cow or the pig to to be slaughtered and to be turned into meat that would go in the freezer and a lot of people are a lot of people probably right now are like holy shit that sounds intense it is intense uh it is intense and one of the more intense things that i ever experienced as a kid i think i was like 12 or 13 years old and parents did a good job like when the butcher guy was there they'd be like do not go back there don't look out the window just stay stay inside (laughs) and but there was one time where uh, I don't know what was going through my mom's head but she she had a in-home daycare by the way that I should add this she was watching the kids I was home that day I think it was it was probably on a break from school or something and she hands me this big like the butcher had showed up with his truck which also the dudes that do that are so scary looking as a kid they're so terrifying um they they are just these gnarly dudes with huge beards and just long crazy like i kind of the picture that i have in my head of this guy because i didn't really you know didn't really look at him too much but it just looked like his whole face was beard and he like that's got to be a pretty intense I don't know how you get that job I I don't know how that is what you do but I think we were he was taking care of a couple of our cows that day and my mom was like hey I need you to go out there and I need you to get the liver from him from uh, it must have just been one cow because he was like I just need you to get uh, the liver because that's what we're gonna have for dinner tonight (laughs) (laughs) and I remember this like it it's so vivid in my mind because she hands me this big old like bowl or like tray or whatever and I put my shoes on and I'm walking out to the corral in the back and I'm kind of standing there because he's by his truck and I have this tray and he peeks out and he's like you know, just can I help you? Just like insane. Like looks like the guy from Men in Black. The where's my sugar water? Like he looks like that guy. <laughs> like he's just a giant cockroach inside of somebody. 
And he, he's like, can I help you? And I'm just like, hey, uh, my mom said I need to get the liver. Like, just, I don't know what's about to happen. And so he goes, okay, come here. And so I walk over to the truck and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I know you guys <laughs> are probably like, why are you telling us this? But it's just like, it was so intense because he just plops it in the tray and it's like still, it's like steaming and stuff. And I'm just looking at it and I'm really surprised that this wasn't the moment that I was like, you know, I'm done with, you know, done with meat. Like I'm sure most people would have been like, oh, I'm never eating meat again after seeing something like this. But he put it in the tray and then I just had to carry it all the way back to the house. And I just remember looking at it and just being like, holy shit, like this is just a this is, this was just, this was like alive a little bit ago. It was, it was just jarring. (laughs) It was like, holy shit. I cannot believe I brought it inside and my mom, you know, she's a savage for this, but she just started cleaning it and doing all the shit you got to do. I don't know what you got to do really. And then that night she puts my plate down and I'm just looking at it like still thinking about the steaming liver that I had to get and I'm just like and I I I just I didn't even know what to I just everybody else is just eating it you know cuz they didn't see it when I saw it <laughs> and I had trouble eating it <laughs> but I ate it and you know like going hunting and and doing that stuff too, I think you kind of, you either just distance yourself, I imagine, from it forever. You're like, fuck this, I'm not eating meat. I can't do it. Or you kind of just realize that that's a part of life. And like I've had to help skin animals. I've had to help like, I've had to, you know, we've, killed a turkey before or we used to do that for Thanksgiving we'd like raise a turkey and then have it and just that stuff is just intense and I guess it I guess it's like I guess when you go through that you kind of just get over the fact that that's what happens that's how meat is is you know put on your table and uh yeah, just a really, I just, I think about that sometimes. I just think about the, that experience. And I don't, I'm not really a fan of liver. I think it might have something to do with it. It also just is not the best. Some people really love it. I'm not the, I'm not the, you know, biggest fan of, of liver and onions. Uh, but it's all right, I guess. It's really like. This is an interesting taste. But yes. <laughs> Wanted to share that story. Uh, that's part of... was a part of my experience growing up on a farm. Was, you know, the... 
you know, we weren't allowed to name any of the cows or pigs because we didn't, you know, my parents didn't want us to get attached to them because we knew that they were going to be, you know, kind of, there's a part of that that I miss, not the, not all the stuff I just described, but having, you know, the diversity of meat, the, you know, freezer full of different steaks and, and ground beef and stuff, and you knew where it was coming from. So I guess you felt a little bit better about it. At least that's maybe why I don't, I wasn't so uh, turned off or wasn't so jarring. It was just because it was part of growing up and part of living on a farm and having to deal with that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just wanted to get that off my chest and share my childhood experience with you guys on this on this episode today, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't really know how to follow that now. don't really know what to, <laughs> what to talk about. Oh, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this idea for, I don't know if it's going to be a bit, but it was just something I was thinking about. I was thinking about like screwdrivers the other day, not the drink, but the actual tool. Cause I was looking at all the different bits. I was, I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was putting something together, but I have one of those screwdrivers that you can just like put different bits on the end. So it's like, you don't have to have a whole ton of different screwdrivers in your toolbox. And I was thinking about like, how dumb does the first screwdriver maker feel with the standard, just like the one slot, like the straight across, like, regular screwdriver bit because there's so many there was so many more like that came after that and he didn't even think about like the like some dude named philip just added another notch across and then all of a sudden it became it became like the standard like we no one's thinking about regular screwdriver or screws anymore they're like we're using these phillips and also why didn't the dude that made the first bit use his name it was just standard i don't even know if it's regular like there had to have been he should have put his name on it like philip is so smart and alan like i don't know if these <laughs> i don't know if these guys i don't know if that's why they're called those things but i assume that it's because they wanted to make a mark, so they're like, you know, this is the Philip head, or this is the Allen head, you know, you got to use, and Allen is smart, dude, Allen even was like, you got to use these wrenches for it, because nothing else, like, he built the, like, I don't know if he built it, I don't even know what I'm talking about, I'm just thinking hypothetical here, but, like, the Allen wrench, the dude is, the dude is smart, he's like, I built these bits, or this type of screw head, and this is the only way you can, you know, can use it is using my wrench. You know, it's kind of like, like he's like the first, Allen wrenches are like the first Apple. Like, the, it, I think it applies to chargers too. <laughs> like, <laughs> what if, uh, you know, Allen, Allen wrenches and Allen screws or bits or bolts, whatever the fuck. It's like the first Apple uh, device because Apple, you can only use their chargers for their products. 
you know, like, and now I think the new Apple, you know, it doesn't even have a charger port. You just have to use like the wireless thing. So they're, they're just, you know, they're just doing it like Alan, like they're like, you know, Alan, Alan invented this wrench, bro, and had this bit. So we're going to be like Alan. And there's, yeah, there's so many different, there's so many different, uh, you know, screws, screw heads, styles. I was just, I was, I wasn't even high. I was just, (laughs) I was just thinking about this. I was just like, dude, this is, this is interesting. Uh, and then like the star and the square bits came out and I feel like they're like, I don't know which one's the best. I don't know what people prefer. I feel like Phillips is the most standard one. Like all the screws and stuff seem to have that Phillips head on them. Uh, and he's pretty smart, you know, but you can use a regular screwdriver with the Phillips. So I bet that standard dude was like, you can still, you, you know, the standard bit guy was like, you can still use mine even with these Phillips. Like he was trying to remain relevant. He was like, I don't, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it like all the other phones use USB, micro USB, but you know, I think Apple was like, you know, we're gonna be like Alan, just rock this different thing. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, I feel like this is a good episode. You know, if you listened, if you got this far. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm going to... Might do this again soon. You know, this this wasn't due to, like, not having a guest or anything like that. It was just, I want to do these solo ones and just kind of talk some stuff out. See what happens. See how they do. Uh, you know, uh, going to have... I have some guests lined up that I'm excited about uh soon and also recording there should be another episode of two dabs coming out soon which that's been a fun project to work on with mikey and uh yeah um, go check out the cowboy rowdy podcast as well you know i do that with cameron anthony and sebastian and that's been fun you know doing the youtube thing has been a, a learning curve for all of us, I think, you know, we're all kind of adjusting to having that video format as well, but that's been fun. Go check that out. We have a, we have a channel now for just clips. If you don't want to watch a whole episode, you can just go watch little segments, little highlights of each of the episodes. And I believe that's called Cowboy Rowdy Podcast Clips on YouTube. So go check that out. Um, and I'm, I'm working on some stuff, working on some material to hopefully have and go try out some zoom shows soon and i'm trying to i'm probably going to travel i'm thinking about you know depending on how this next you know i think we're in the second wave now of covid so depending on how things pan out i'm trying to travel up to the bay area to hit some open mics up there and to you know i i think i was in like i talked about earlier i think i was in some you know been in like this mental funk just haven't felt funny and nothing really has seemed funny uh and so yeah 
thanks for thanks for listening. Um, when this episode drops, I'll be smoking weed again. I'm excited about that, and uh, you know, look forward to looking forward to the guests I'm having on soon. And you know, just keep doing this podcast. Keep doing the other podcasts that I do. And uh, cool. See you next time. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time.